morning. Welcome back to Talk Soups and CEOs. Glad to be here with my friend and colleague, Genevieve Collins, who is uh, vice president at iStation, but she wears many hats, and including a, a brand new one that I'm going to ask her about as we, as we talk here. But um, first of all, good morning, Genevieve. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so glad you're here. So, and just um, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm, you know, we're uh, on Twitter. We're we're doing hashtag IEI Fall 19 Road Tour as Doug travels the country talking to superintendents and talking to um, talking to people from various companies. Um, I always tell people where I am. So today I'm actually out in L.A. Huntington Beach, actually, at the AASA and Association of California oh. School Administrators uh, Administ- uh, Women in Leadership Conference. So. Um, last night I hosted a, gave a toast at a reception and I was pretty much the only dude there. Um, and it was awesome. Really great, <laughs> great group of folks and people that were kind of meeting around the country. So, uh, and where are you today? Home? I am in Dallas, Texas, something that I don't get to say very often, but since transitioning to a new role, I'm in Dallas a lot more. <laughs> yes. And we're going to get into that, but um, first of all, let's talk about iStation and and um, how you um, and you know iStation has been a great IEI partner and sponsor over the years. We're always always glad to have you guys. And Genevieve and I met just going to various events. So before I launched IEI, we we just would would be on the circuit together and got to know each other. But um, tell us about you know tell us your your story. How did you end up um, working in ed tech and all that stuff? Well, kind of reluctantly, to be honest, when I, <laughs> when I first started, I graduated from college in 2018 or in 2008. So great time to graduate the beginning of a recession, great timing on my part. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I came, I was trying to be an Olympic athlete an Olympic rower and I blew my knee out. And so I had to have a reconstructive knee surgery. And then the day after my knee surgery, I fell and I opened my knee. So my dreams of being an Olympian were dashed. And turns out it was, uh, I spent 24 months in knee rehab. Um, But turns out when God closes one door, he opens another. And so I started working at my family company called iStation. And in the mail room while trying to find any other job than working at iStation. Yeah. You know, right. I was like, you know what? I'll go work for like some Ponzi scheme. You know, like I just want to make it on my own. And, you know, it turns out that um, after working in the mail room and not finding something else that was legit, I started working inside sales at iStation. And then over the course of 10 years, I have walked in every pair of shoes from uh, inside sales to technical service to customer service to implementation to outside sales, ultimately leading our national sales team. Uh, and then now I'm head of corporate strategy. So it's been a very long but amazing 10 and a half years. Yeah, great. And that's, that's, a, that's a long, long tenure with any company and um, having done everything in the... We, we, having done everything in the organization, I'm sure it teaches you all about all levels of it. What's your, what was your favorite? I mean, let, let's take the, your current title there out. Cause I'm sure that's your favorite one, but of all those, what was, what was sort of the most, the role there you learned the most from? 
Well, when I started, I was the 36th employee. So mm. and now we have almost 300. So um, the role I have learned the most, honestly, was inside sales. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes a lot of guts and gumption to talk to people and try to be thoughtful, but interesting, engaging on the phone. Most people don't even use a phone anymore. They send text right. messages. Right. So, uh, and trying to be engaging over an online presentation, it's a really, it's very tough, but it teaches you how to be concise, pointed, and persuasive if you're getting good. Yeah, I, I've, you know, and I, I come out of sales as well. Um, and I, I've often said that I think everybody should spend at least, you know, a month, six months, a year of their life trying to sell something especially on the phone. Cause it's a, it's a good experience and it helps you understand, you know, you have to put yourself out there and really you have to learn to deal with rejection because it's like, you know, nine out of 10 times you get rejected. <laughs> yeah. Nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but, um, like, it, it was also amazing just because administrators and educators, they realized, you know, that I really had a heart and I wanted to learn and serve them. And yeah. so I felt like, you know, this is what I love about the IEI community anyways, is that, we all, if you know people's hearts, you know that we're all in this for the right reasons. Right. And that you want to serve each other, even if, you know, you sound like a pipsqueak who's 22, who's just starting out. Right. You know, uh, yeah. That's what I loved about, that's what I still love about the education industry. Yeah, same, because it's, it's about the work. And I, I think, you know, I, I tell people that our superintendents really, they love meeting companies that kind of don't have it figured out yet. Or people who are kind of, you know, as long as the people are, are committed and, and serious, um, then they can kind of build relationships with us. So, um, yeah, it's a great, I'm very, feel very grateful to be working with such great people. So you've made a big career decision recently um, <laughs> and taken a big risk that I respect the hell out of. Um, and I want to, you know, tell us, is that your cat? Nice. That is my cat. Pancake <laughs> is... Uh... <laughs> She's always up in my business. <laughs> Little inside podcasting here. So we're actually on video with each other so we can see each other. And her cat's like climbing all over the laptop, which is awesome. Um, so Genevieve, tell us about this big decision you've made and, you know, what convince me that you're not insane. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely am <laughs> insane. I just want the rest of the world to know. <laughs> so recently as of june 27th i officially decided to run for united states congress as a republican in texas and um it was a journey that i was not expecting to take right now mm -hmm. for the last five years as part of my role as head of uh outside sales national sales director been doing work with different states iStation does a lot of work with state departments. We win a lot of RFPs um, to serve states. And anyways, I got to work with a lot of government relations teams and I started advocating and advising on education policy that was specifically designed around, is this what's best for kids and does this reduce teachers' workload? If it doesn't meet those two criteria, it doesn't happen. And yeah. so with that as my background, you know, um, there was an opportunity that's come up here in Dallas, which is where I live, to run, to take our seat back. And um, and so I decided, you know what, the 2020 is going to be some sort of crazy election cycle and year. 
And instead of just complaining about it and sitting on the sidelines, I thought, you know what? Let me be the tip of the spear. Let me put myself in the arena and you know, go try to do what's best for my community and take the impact that I've created and go to scale. As the cat runs across the laptop <laughs> microphone. That's the best part of this. Um, so yeah, good for you, Genevieve. It's, um, you know, did, did I, I told you that I was on my local uh, village yeah. government board. Yeah. Um, that's, it's hard. I mean, anytime you step up and you put yourself out there, I, I respect the hell out of that. And it's um, wishing you luck. There couldn't be a better person um, to, uh, to be in public office. And that's, that's, if more good people run, I think maybe we're all going to end up in a better place. So good luck. And your district is, um, it's, it's kind of purple, right? It's like, it it stretches across many different communities. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm most excited about is that, you know, who would have thought six years ago when I started working at iStation and started working with really large suburban accounts, that partners would be part of my congressional school district or part of my school district. And that's one of the things I feel like is such a unique competitive advantage that I have compared to any other candidate because what people fail to realize is that across all of our communities, or at least here in Dallas, like I understand what these neighborhoods and these school districts require, both of their students, but what their parents are looking for. And how that weaves into the fabric of our community. And so I think that... Well, not to mention how governments make decisions. I mean, school districts are governments, especially there in your area. you got a lot of big school districts that, you know, command a ton of money. Um, And knowing how that sausage is made should should benefit you if you get in there. I think... I don't know if this is me dinging or not. Okay, you're you're busy. You're running for Congress. We don't (laughs) mind the dings. Um, So... uh, so, and you're, you're in a big old primary, right? There are a bunch of people running? Yes. So there's five of us running. And so um, as Republicans, I'm the only one that's been here. I'm a seventh generation Texan, fourth generation. Right. Yeah, you're and old so, school. And you're out of Highland Park ISD, right? Um, I'm actually, I live in Dallas ISD, but I graduated from. You graduated from. from. Yeah, right. Okay. And um, Highland Park is in your district or no? It is. It is. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So, um, Dr. Tom Trigg, current superintendent there, is great. We I saw him at the TASA this past year, and um, you know, great. My my just my cousins also went to Highland Park ISD, which you and I have talked about. I think you bumped into them, um, and uh, one of them is actually working in uh, working around the ed space in in IT recycling. So it's cool. Um, very cool. Small yeah. world there. Well, good luck. Yeah, Dallas is a very small world. Um, good luck, and, and thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a big thing to, to step up, and I'm sure I, you know, if you end up winning, um, iStation will will miss you. Um, but I know we've met the new people who've kind of taken over for what you were doing, so um, we know you guys will always be around. Well, I think at the end of the day, what I appreciate about not just me being in the ed tech industry, but what our list, what your listeners, what our colleagues all get is that we're all about making our neighborhoods and communities safer, better, and creating the next generation of leaders. Mm-hmm. And whether you're a superintendent, an administrator, teacher, student, parent, we are all in this together. And I love that my experience, having worked in education technology, 
really brings both a business side, but as well as like an education side to being able to lead and really, really understand what people want for themselves and their communities. Yeah. So um, it's just been, I have so much respect for superintendents because they right. deal like not that much different than running for being a superintendent. I can't imagine you yeah. people talking to you a lot, you know, um, and, sharing their ideas and yeah. just being a public figure. You got, I mean, you'll yeah. see what this is like as you go, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get haters and you're going to get people who love you and everything in between and the social media stuff. And it's, it can get intense. So I, I wish you and your family you, the best of luck with all of that. Cause I can tell you from my experience in my being on my, my local village government, it, it got pretty intense. Um, so the last little segment we do with everybody on talk soups and CEOs that we, we talk about leadership and what I'm always impressed with about leaders is that they all have kind of pretty intense morning routines. Some, some are into yoga, some meditate, some read, some, you know, do crazy workouts. So, um, you know, tell us about what, what's a, what's an early morning look like for Genevieve? A typical morning. So my lights come on automatically at six ten in the morning, mostly because I need extra help getting out of bed. So <laughs> like you have like a smart home deal that turned your lights uh, on for you. Nice. It's, it's a game changer. I highly <laughs> recommend it. That's cool. Uh, so lights come on automatically at six ten. Then um, I I have an Alexa for my alarm clock, and so I listen to our daily bread. It's a daily devotional. It takes mm -hmm. about three minutes. Mm -hmm. Then I have a meditation practice that I do for like actually it's four minutes. So I'm laying in bed this whole time, just trying to kind of like wake my body up, and then. I get ready. I go to the gym. So in the span of 20 minutes from wake up to get in the car, I've had a cup of coffee and uh, 30 ounces of water. I go work out really intensely for an hour. And you then, a five day a week gym person? Uh, I hit the gym at least three days a week and then I'll do an extra, you know, um, I don't really do yoga. I think I'm just too fast paced or too intense of a person to like actually Same. slow down. So that's not my jam. <laughs> yeah. I need to do like very fast, short bursts of activity. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. So but I, I do like to get outside. Like I like to do like a couple days of gym and a couple days of outside, at least till the weather gets bad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll go work out and then every Sunday I make a breakfast casserole. So it gets me through the nice. week. So that way I can just be super Ooh. efficient with my time. Take note, Talk Soups listeners, the breakfast casserole. So you have protein. Pat Sullivan, Chris, our, um, our board member, yeah. who just she just got an award from New York State Council School Superintendents for Distinguished Career Service. She was on last week, and she talked about protein in the morning. It's super, super important. So I always, so I just like, I cut squares, throw it in the microwave for a minute, bada bing, bada boom, and, you know, awesome. can eat that really fast. And then I'm at the office by... By usually by nine, yeah. and then my days pretty much now go from well, they go from like eight thirty to about eleven every night. So yeah, right. Rinse and repeat. The thing I notice about successful leaders too is that they're able to multitask like crazy, and you know that you know all of all of our CEOs, they're also like, or our superintendents, they're they're on the board of like the Rotary Club, or you know that they all have these other activities in addition to running a huge school enterprise or running a big company. And, you know, that's, I'm sure you're finding that you just weave the campaigning stuff in with your work and it yeah. just becomes the way, the way it is. So, 
Well, I know we got to let you go to your next thing. Thanks for being on uh, Talk Soups and CEOs. And uh, good luck. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm proud of you, Doug. Thank you for having me. Ah, thanks. Take care. Good luck.